Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. Welcome Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman on Wednesday. There is an auction for equipment and government fleet vehicles, including SUVs, pickups, sedans, a Hummer H3, over 60 transit buses. And what can you do with those? Well, you can convert it into a roomy RV. Auction is open right now at rollerauction.com. Get notifications. But upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Good morning. How are you? Top of the morning. How are you on a Thursday? Uh, I'm good. Anything going on? Uh, You know, there's a game of some importance coming up on a Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and in between, we've got both the Avs and the Nuggets playing again tonight. Right. In this weird week where they're both gone. Right. And so we kind of follow the the, the crumbs on those trails. But yeah, I mean, it, it feels a little bit about like the calm before the storm because when you're getting ready to play the Super Bowl, yep. it kind of sucks the oxygen out of everything, doesn't it? Yeah. So here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. All right. Yesterday, National Signing Day, and the above signed seven high school recruits. Another kid who committed verbally hasn't signed yet. Certainly expecting him to sign. Uh, None of those kids are from Colorado. Uh, Per the Denver Post, eleven Colorado kids signed with five signed with Power Five schools. One with USC. One with Tennessee. Two with Kansas State. Three with Nebraska. Two with Iowa State, one with Purdue, and one with Washington State. All pretty good schools, generally speaking. The majority of those finished with a better record than Colorado. Um, All 11 of those kids, three-star recruits, although depending on who you believe in terms of rankings, there was one four-star kid, kid by the name of Jake Stonebreaker, went to Castle Rock, and he was a four-star recruit. He is going to be going to Kansas State. Um, looking at what Dion did, he has made it clear the portal is how he's going to build this team. Mm-hmm. And I certainly understand that. Uh, looking at his high school kids, Jordan Seaton, five star, three kids, four star, and four kids were three stars. There are a lot of upset people around here. And it's been going on for a while that Colorado, for lack of a better phrase, is not putting a fence around its own state to keep kids in state. You hear that a lot from the high school community. You've heard that quite a bit from our mutual friend, Matt McChesney, who was just going to bring him up. And and Matt trains a lot of these high school kids. I don't want to say that Matt has fallen out of favor with CU, but I like Matt very much as do you. Oh, my gosh. He is very outspoken. Um, There is no misunderstanding where he stands. I mean, he showed himself in a picture with Matt Rule. Nebraska head coach. Mm-hmm. A little background here. Obviously, Matt went to Colorado, played in the NFL, and CU fans were furious at him. End of the day, for Matt, this is a business. He knows where he went to school, but he wants to get his kids well, sure. into colleges. So with that, does it really matter yeah. if it, that, that Dion did not sign any kids from the state of Colorado? It does to me. It obviously doesn't to him, and that's fine. He's the coach. He's building his program in the manner that he sees fit. 
And I respect that. I don't have to necessarily agree with it. I come from grassroots kind of history for college football. I believe in keeping your talent close to home. I think it creates great synergy with the fan base and, and, and I, and I think it just, um, it sets up a program for success because it's a shared common experience of having grown up in the state that you are now representing at a particular university. I do think it's, uh, my question would be, and let's start with this. Is Deion Sanders a really good recruiter? And the snap answer is, well, yeah, of course he is, because look at the guys that he's getting. And I would agree. Mm -hmm. It's pretty hard to argue against what he's getting out of the portal. But how much is he and his staff really recruiting? There's a part of me that wonders about how much living room time is being spent, how much beating the bushes is being spent. Or is it just a, you know, hang your hat out, look at the, you know, the the shiny objects and just wait for them to come to you? Well, he has a line that I'm sure has been trademarked. You know where to find me. I'm here. I don't need to really go to you. You need to come to me. And that is one of the biggest problems people in the high school community have Mm -hmm. with Deion Sanders and the way this is being handled in terms of local recruiting. I was told by numerous people, high school coaches, they've never met him. No. They haven't met really anybody from that coaching staff, anybody who recruits. And they find it to be beyond egregious. Yes. That you got to come to me. Now, there will, and we'll get more into that in a minute, but the argument for many CU fans will be, well, we brought in a lot of CU kids, Colorado kids, Colorado high school kids over the last 20 years. How'd that work out? Have they? I'd have to kind more, of, more than, probably more than now. More than certainly. zero. Yeah, more than none. More than zero. Yeah. I, I think that that's one area where Colorado really has not consistently done a very good job. Well, I'll job. tell you this. Carl Durrell <clears throat> did spend time at certain high yes, schools. Yes, he did. Okay? Yep. Not Deion Sanders. And you bring this up. Not, not his staff yeah. that's actually going out to watch games. And this is why this is important. Is Colorado a hotbed for high school football? It is not. But there are some good kids here. And the problem is this. If you don't build those relationships That's the key. with the big schools, with the with the high schools that have talent that come out of it, and the coaches don't play a huge role in the recruiting, but they certainly have some influence. You might have some coach that two years down the road has some stud kid and the relationship hasn't been built. And that guy might get a little red ass and say, Colorado's never come out to even meet me. Hasn't come out to see our program. Hasn't come out to see you. That should tell you how he's going to feel about you. That he wants you, but he's not willing to put in the work. And that's the danger of not building these relationships. Because every once in a while, there will be a Lendell White or a Christian McCaffrey. 
or some kid who is really, really good. And where did those guys go? USC and Stanford. Yeah. And this is my point. And and you bring it up, and it's and it's it's probably the biggest portion of this equation. It's a relationship thing. You have to have it. And Deion Sanders, that's fine, wants to spend his recruiting dollars on traveling to Georgia and Florida and Texas and California. And I have no idea if, if Deion Sanders is even going. I'm sure some of his people might be going. They're making phone calls. But you know where to find me. Yeah, you're getting guys, and that's good. And I understand where the transfer portal is where you want your sure. guys. But if you're not building these relationships here locally, some really good kid is going to slip out of here. Well, they already are. I mean, Glendale White and Christian McCaffrey are pretty, you know, and then when you've got kids. But there aren't a ton of examples. No, not a ton of examples. But if you're talking about 11 guys and they're all going to very reputable programs. Tennessee, USC, you can laugh at Nebraska. Nebraska's on the move. Oh, Matt Rule is going to turn not, that thing they're around. They're not getting worse, let me tell you that. No, and no. Kansas State, and you and I know that program is well. It's a very solid program. I mean, I understand that Colorado has a couple of transfers coming in at the quarterback position. However, um, there's a kid who's going to Kansas State who's a quarterback out of this state. Right. And for some reason, Kansas State always finds really good quarterbacks, don't they? Well, let me just... Let's just all remember, remind people about a guy named Colin Klein. Right. Who is, what, from Loveland. Right. And was only only finished, you know, second or third in the vote for the Heisman Trophy. Remember this name, Blake Barnett out of Erie. Mm-hmm. Third-ranked player in the state. They love him in Manhattan. Love him. And I, 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 bet, I bet my house against a cup of coffee... Deion Sanders doesn't even know where Erie is. Well, it's only a stone's throw from Boulder, but you, Isn't you it? may very well be right. Yeah. No, I it, look, and I, I do think it's important. I think that you need to cultivate your own state. Um, Colorado State is trying to do that yep. on a different kind of level, mm-hmm. and they're getting some kids, but but that's eleven kids that are going to eight of whom or nine of whom are going to really reputable programs. Right. So those are kids that are deemed to be guys that can help those programs. They can help a Colorado state. They could help a Colorado. So, but to your point of cultivating relationships statewide at the high school level with coaches, is a gift that keeps on giving. You get a good relationship with coaches, you're going to get the benefit of the doubt. You don't? Why the hell are they going to lift a finger to help you? People who are listening to this right now who are big CU fans who are completely disagreeing with us, I had one high school coach say to me, CU is absolutely blowing this thing with Deion Sanders in terms of recruiting here because there are talented kids. Sure. There really are talented kids here. Well, yeah, when you're when you're not a ton, but there are more than a few. No, but 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 11, 15, 18 a year. Yeah. That are going to pretty damn good programs. Yeah, that's solid. You can you can do some work with that. Coming up after the break. <coughs> excuse me. Go take a look at the uh, Western Conference standings right now. I am. And um, it's a wow. 
because it is tightly bunched at the top. But when you look at FanDuel and the odds on winning the Western Conference, it doesn't look tight at all. Mm -hmm. We'll explain next. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at mylifesports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. On Wednesday, there's an auction for equipment and government fleet vehicles including SUVs, pickups, sedans, a Hummer H3, and over 60 transit buses waiting to be transformed into a roomy RV. Auction is open right now. Get notifications. But upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, if you are a family person, or even if you're not, you have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. And as a family man, and Bruce, same with you, Mm -hmm. we spend our lives protecting our family, making sure that everything is going to be okay because we see what's in front of us. What we don't see is what happens if God forbid something happens to one of us. And, um, you know, financially, where is our family? If something happens to us, is everything set up and ready to go? If something happens to us tomorrow, my recommendation, go with Dan McKenzie, the McKenzie law firm. I've worked with Dan for a very long time. You can do a will. That's fine. A trust is far better. If you don't know the difference, Dan will explain it to you. Even if you don't have a family, things need to be taken care of. And that's going to be thrown in somebody's lap. A living will is a good example of that only affects you. You might want to do something about it. You don't know what a living will is. Talk to Dan about it. You're going to want to take care of this today. Go to 833-CO-PLANS. That's 833-CO-PLANS or coplans.co. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Paramount Sighting and Windows. Paramount Sighting and Windows, it's quality in everything they do. Find them at ParamountSightingAndWindows.com. Taking a look at the NBA's Western Conference standings, there is a three-way tie for the top spot. But in order, because the Nuggets lost the season series to the Thunder and the Timberwolves lead that series one zip, it goes Oklahoma City, Minnesota, the Nuggets, and then the Clippers are a half game behind because they lost last night. Yeah, ended a five-game win streak. When you look at FanDuel and betting odds, the Nuggets are the favorites at plus 200. Clippers, plus 240. Suns, plus 800, 8 to 1. Timberwolves, 8.5 to 1. Thunder, 9 to 1. Why do you think it's really almost descending order? It's weird, isn't it? I think... I know the reason why, but what do you think? Well, I think there's only one Nikola Jokic, and the defending champions get the nod, and I understand it, and I get it, and it's fine with me because you've got Oklahoma City and Minnesota in kind of first-time rarefied air. Even though I think Minnesota's veteran-based, 
You know, I mean, I don't think this should be a new, I, I, it, it may be new for them collectively, but they've got guys that have played playoff minutes, quite a bit of playoff minutes. In fact, Rudy Gobert in particular, but be that as it may, um, the thing that the, the one that is interesting to me is Phoenix, which has kind of been Midland most of the season. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're so highly regarded in a betting from a betting standpoint is a little bit surprising to me. At this point, Vegas is not setting these odds. Mm-hmm. Betters are setting Good these call. odds. Yep. Okay. And the betters see it very clearly on why they're betting, why they're betting. And I understand their thought process. Let's go through very briefly all five teams, and I'll explain to you why I believe Denver's number one, the Thunder are number five, even though the Thunder are technically on top of the Western Conference. Right. And everything has to do with championship experience. The Nuggets have the most players with rings. They're on top. The Clippers have Kawhi Leonard and James Harden, who have both played in an NBA final, Mm -hmm. and one of them has won. Kawhi Leonard, number two. The Suns have Kevin Durant. He has won a title, but only one guy, right? Only one guy. So you have the Nuggets, most of the roster, rings. Clippers have a guy with a ring and a guy who's played in an NBA final. Right. Then next, you have the Suns. Kevin Durant played for a ring. Nobody else has played for a ring in an NBA final. The Timberwolves, yes, they have playoff experience. Who's won a ring? Nobody. No one. Not not Gobert. Nope. Not Carl Anthony Towns. Mm-mm. Not Ant-Man. Nope. But they have the most experience in terms of playoff experience over the Thunder, who they have nobody. 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 So the point is, when you look at it one through five, it literally goes right down the line. Maybe I'm missing somebody, but generally speaking, when we're talking about the stars on a team, it's going from most rings slash yeah. experience playing in the final all the way down. If you take the standings as they are today, it's almost a complete inversion, isn't it? Right. Almost. I mean, there's a little bit of shuffling, but almost a complete inversion. But it's interesting. And, you know, I would say at this point that Denver and the Clippers are the – and Denver and the Clippers, to me, are the two teams that I trust – the most because they have championship medal. That's exactly right. The Nuggets are getting the benefit of the doubt because they won a title last yeah. year. And if, having Nikola Jokic doesn't hurt. No, but if he had never listen, if the Nuggets lost to the Heat last mm-hmm. year, the Nuggets would not be on top. You're probably right. It, it would absolutely be the Clippers, and then maybe the Nuggets, or maybe even the Suns. But I would lean more towards the Nuggets. The Nuggets are getting the benefit of the doubt from, not from Vegas, but from the betters, because that's what moves these lines. The more money that goes on the Nuggets, the worse, in theory, those odds become. They're sitting at plus 200. If more money keeps getting piled into onto the Nuggets, it might eventually be plus 150 wow. instead of plus 200. That's how the lines, if I'm not mistaken, move. Why are people so enamored with the Suns? They have Kevin Durant. Yeah. They have Booker. They have Beal. Mm-hmm. But right now, they're not playing great basketball. No. 
the Clippers are playing great basketball with their three-headed monster. James Harden played for a title. We know that Kawhi Leonard at one point was arguably a top three player in the league yep. because he plays both ends of the floor. So with that, how good do you feel about the Wolves and the Thunder? I think that, well, I, the Thunder are, to me, very intriguing, but elicit the least amount of trust just because of their youth. Correct. I mean, the saying about... Lack of experience. The saying about them is they're going to go through this playoff run. They're not going to win the title. Let's see how far they go. They are a year away. And if they go deep, they're ahead of schedule. Kind of like the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. But Minnesota is the interesting one for me. Because Minnesota is a team that looks like it's built to compete. They're built to compete defensively. Mm -hmm. And full disclosure here, I put money on the Timberwolves. Yeah. I put money on the Timberwolves to go to the NBA Finals. Why? Not because I think they are necessarily better than the Nuggets. At eight to one, with the way they play defense, yeah, slapping forty bucks on there. Why not? Right. That, that's a pretty good payout for forty bucks to win three twenty with the way they play defense, and they have one of the best players in the league. That 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 to me is a pretty good bet. I agree. Minnesota is very intriguing. The Clippers are are, are the Clippers have. As long as they stay healthy, they've got staying power. And they've really been proving it. They've, they've played really good basketball. and uh, They may have, they might be the best team in the league over might, the last two, three weeks. Absolutely. Um, it would be hard to contest. The West is very entertaining this year. I mean, look at the East right now. Boston, Cleveland, Milwaukee, New York, Philadelphia. Who you believe? Philadelphia is out. Philadelphia is done. the The Knicks are the fourth team right now in the East, but it's two teams. It it it, it is two teams. It, it it's is Boston and Milwaukee. And and for Milwaukee, they are not a very good defensive team anymore. They're good. Yeah. They're 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 far from what they were in recent years. And yes, they have Giannis. And yes, they have Dame Lillard. What about Bo- Boston? Has the best lineup. Yes. I, I think they do. But I, Cleveland's intriguing to me. I, although Mitchell is such a one-man wrecking crew. He's averaging 19 points a game. That's not a lot. Not for him. I mean, 29. Yeah, I was about me. to say. I, I, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, 19 doesn't impress me. But they defend. Does. They defend a little bit. That's an interesting team that kind of flies under the radar. How many, if you told even people that think themselves NBA fans, Cleveland Cavaliers are the second team in the East right now. Nah, no, 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 they're not. Well, they are. They're they're right there wedged between Boston and Milwaukee. Projecting three years out. Mm. Projecting three years out. Who's the favorite in the West? Projecting three years out. With what we know today only. Three now, years out. Yep. Yeah. To me, to me, it is the Thunder and the Nuggets. I'm trying to think of what the contract situations look like in Minnesota. Oh, 
Minnesota's cap situation it is bad. It's worse than the Nuggets. Yeah, it's bad. It's worse than the Nuggets, which is hard to believe. So they have some very real tough decisions to make. Yep. Oklahoma City's intriguing because they and they continue to have what do they have? They've got like eight first round picks still. Something yeah, like that. Right. I mean, that they haven't even touched. Now, I know that you don't build necessarily with number one draft picks anymore. It's tradable. But it's trade. Yeah, it's all trade capital. And let's see where you're at on the cap, and maybe you're able to bring in somebody. Coming up after the break, you and I had this conversation yesterday about Deion Sanders putting something on Instagram, which really a lot of CU fans were very excited yes. to know what was going to happen because it felt like there was going to be a big coaching hire at the defensive coordinator position. Maybe on National Signing Day, it was going to be a player out of nowhere. And I have a number of friends who are big CU fans. And to say disappointed would not be accurate. Yesterday, I said, if this is a nothing burger, he is nothing more than a carnival barker. Is he a carnival barker? That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mylifesports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman on Wednesday there's an auction for equipment and government fleet vehicles, including SUVs, pickups, sedans, and a Hummer H3. The auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is brought to you by Nola Jane Restaurant and Bar. Let Nola Jane spice up your next trip to Lodo with the best Cajun cuisine in Denver. Deion Sanders piqued the interest of fans with a pre-signing day Instagram post as he hinted at a major announcement. Most immediately believed it'd be having something to do with National Signing Day or maybe hiring a new defensive coordinator. Neither of those things had anything to do with his Instagram post. Instead, Sanders announced a personal business in Denver with a workout supplement brand and to say that Buffs fans were disappointed or even upset is an understatement. This is the reaction on social media. He had us pumped up for this week announcement. This is what we were waiting on. Come on, Prime. You and I spoke about it yesterday, and I said, if this is a nothing burger, he's going to look like a carnival barker. And you didn't scoff at me for saying that. No. Now, I'll ask you again. Still no scoffing. Does he look like a carnival barker? I don't think he read the guy who's promoting this guy who's nine feet tall or the bearded lady. <laughs> Come on and see this. Come on and see this. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Come inside, my friend, to the show that never ends. Come inside. Come inside. Uh, it, it's it, underwhelming from a look at me. From a look at what I have done for myself. For a notification standpoint and 
it in terms of making it public and currying some degree of enthusiasm and anticipation from the fan base, it is a, it's a big nothing. Now, if he's making, if, if, if it's another way to make NIL money and it adds to the coffers and if that's, I don't have all of the, the financials in front Wouldn't of me. Wouldn't you think, you know. Now, and that's the counter argument. Maybe there will be NIL money I mean, maybe, for the kids. Right? Yeah. Hopefully there is. But don't you think he would have said it yesterday? Don't you think he would have said, I've joined this company and this could lead to really good things for the players? I'm not saying it's not going to happen. No, good call. But that, but that would have been the time. That would have been a good that would have been a good path to take. Because if he did do that, he would not have gotten feedback like this is what we were waiting on. He had us pumped up for this week announcement. If I am a fan and I find out that the players that I'm cheering for, the team that I want to win, is getting NIL money, which will help keep them here, that to me is a pretty significant yep. announcement. Yeah. But, but it wasn't crafted that way, was it? I don't even know if that is the case. Right, we don't. Anyway. We don't know. It's all about him. Buff fans, he doesn't care about you. Sorry, he just doesn't. He cares about him, and he cares about his sons, and he cares about Travis Hunter. I think that, he cares about winning because it's reflective he on him. He cares about winning. Yes. He cares about himself more. Look at me. Yes, he goes on shows and wears CU gear. Bravo. You come to me. I'm not going to go to you for recruiting. You come to me. Period. That's who this guy is. He'll be here maybe two more years. Hope you enjoyed the ride because he's going to go someplace else. And quite frankly, I don't think anyone's really going to hire him hmm. because the big boys are not going to tolerate this crap. They're not. What if he wins big in the next two years? They're not going to tolerate this crap. Hmm. They're not. The big schools don't answer to Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders answers to the big schools. Nick Saban realized that too. With that, there's a new Defensive coordinator. Bengals secondary coach Robert Livingston spent the last nine years, eight years, I should say, as the secondary coach. I can't tell you the first I, thing about I, the guy. I, I, other than he, well, other than he was good enough to work eight straight years with a with two different coaches. By the way, there's yeah. another tie to Mike Zimmer, just in case you were wondering, because Mike Zimmer was with the Bengals. Mike Zimmer, of course, responsible for... Pat Shermer being the offensive coordinator. Now you can make the case that Mike Zimmer might have had some influence on Livingston. I have no idea if this guy is going to be any good. Yeah, he's a DB coach in the NFL. I have NFL experience. How he's going to be as a coordinator, no idea. Never been a coordinator, and there's nothing wrong with that. There are more than a few head coaches in the NFL, like Andy Reid, who has never been a coordinator before he became a head coach. That's okay. This is what concerns me. This is what concerns me. He's had the same job for the last eight years. Mm -hmm. Why hasn't he been promoted? Why hasn't he been looked at by other teams to be a defensive coordinator Fair in question. the NFL? Yep. Eight years is a long time to not get a promotion when you're young. 
usually guys move up. You know, you'll, you'll be a secondary coach for two, three, maybe four years, and then you're starting to get considered for D.C. jobs. And if you're good enough, you're going to get that job. Eight years, and no one has given you a promotion? That, to me, is a red flag. It doesn't mean he's not going to be great. It doesn't mean he's not going to be a head coach in the NFL. Eight years is a long time to hold down the same position. Granted, the Bengals secondary has been very good under yeah, his watch. Sure. But if but if he's if the secondary's been really good under his watch, why aren't NFL teams clamoring to interview this guy for DC jobs or hiring him to be a DC if he's really that good? Fair questions. Yeah, I mean, he's been good enough to stay gamefully employed. He's been good enough to stay gamefully employed through two different coaching staffs. Okay. Um, I'm with you. I have absolutely no idea how his skill set equates to coordinating a defense at the college level. Um, I do know this. There's a very heavy NFL flavor on this coaching staff at CU from Dion himself to Shermer to now Livingston. Mm-hmm. You just got a lot of guys with NFL experience, which could be the best of worlds or who knows. I'll give you an argument against what I just said. Bobby Turner, running backs coach for the San Francisco 49ers, has been a running back coach for his entire career, starting in Kokomo, Indiana in 1972. Nice. Cap. With that, he is 74 years old, running back coach for Indiana State, running back coach for Fresno State, then Ohio State, then Purdue, then the Broncos, famously, where he spent a lot of time and a big reason why Terrell Davis was so good. Sure. And so on and so forth. Running backs coach with Mike Shanahan again with the Redskins, then running backs coach with the Falcons, I believe, with Kyle Shanahan, and then the San Francisco 49ers, Kyle Shanahan again. Some guys just don't want to move up. Vic Fangio, perfect example. Defensive coordinator his whole career, Mm -hmm. finally got a head coaching job. But I find it hard to believe that a young guy in his 30s only aspires to be a secondary coach. Yeah, I I mean, like I said, I don't know Robert Livingston in any shape or or fashion, so I don't know what his motivations are. Um, I hope he's a good defensive coordinator at this level. I mean, that's what I hope because God knows they could use it that was not a very good defensive unit, generally speaking, last year. Under a really good defensive mind. A, yep. So, um, yeah, there's just a lot of moving parts at CU. But they go in now in the, in the second year with a lot of anticipation, a lot of expectations. That's good. The fact that they still have expectations coming off of a four and eight season is a good thing. It's good for the program. It's good for the fan base. I'm, I'm happy for them. And I, and I'm very intrigued by what this move to the big 12 will mean. I don't think it's going to be a, a, we're in the big 12 now and they suddenly go nine and three. I think it's closer to a six and six, seven and five kind of thing, but it's again, nice improvement, modest improvement in, in, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta tell you something. If this is a six or a seven win team, 
This is an epic fail. An epic fail. Epic fail. What is it? So does it need to be eight and four? It needs to be eight, nine wins. Easy. Okay. For all of the talent that he is bringing in, for all of the talent that he is bringing in, if they don't win eight or nine games with all of this talent, then you know what the problem is? Coaching. They have tons of talent. Tons. They really, really do. You can make the case this roster, top to bottom, with Shador Sanders and Travis Hunter alone. Give me a better player in the entire Big 12 that's better than Travis Hunter. There's nobody. He might be one of the best players in the country. Well, yeah, I think he, I think he is. You're right. And then at the quarterback position, the best quarterback in the Big 12 is Shador Sanders. He's arguably one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the country. Forget about the Big 12. So the most important position, you have the best player in the conference. And outside of quarterback, you have the best player in the conference. And then you have Jordan Seaton, all these really good transfers, right? Yeah. And then guys coming back for next year. Six, seven win season tells me you you can get guys to come there. You just can't coach and you just can't put together a coaching staff. I don't know if I'd be that severe. I, I think, would. I think building, it, well, you are, and that's fine. Um, this isn't year one anymore. No, this Year is, one, you get a little bit of a pass. It's mm-hmm. year one. I get it. Not year two. Now with how much you have bloviated about this program and how great you are, and I, I'm the Louis coming to me. But if you're seven and five and going to a bowl, what's the difference about being eight and four and going to a bowl? You're basically going to the same thing. Major fail, epic fail if they if they just barely get into a bowl game. It needs to be eight wins or more. In my opinion, more, nine. They have tons of talent. Well, Top- I'm betting against nine. I'm what bet- is their over-under, six and a half? I, no, it doesn't matter to me what the odds are. What right. I'm saying is, with who Deion Sanders is, all of these recruiting services are saying, for the second straight year, they have the second, they have the best transfer. These are experienced guys, the yeah. transfer portal. Yeah, but, we, but, but my God, haven't we learned from just last year? You can have five-star guys all over the field. How's your depth? How are you in situations how's your offensive line how's your defensive line the freshman kid it is probably not going seaton is probably not a first year impact player yeah i think he is wow not he's got to be bigger than he is yeah to play tackle in the big 12 he's not even a 300 pound guy what do we have coming up on just in case you missed it a former nugget is back in the western conference with a contender and which denver sports legend is expected to receive a special honor you're You'll find out when we come back on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, Mile High Sports. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wild Card Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Wednesday, an auction for equipment and government fleet vehicles, including SUVs, pickups, sedans, a Hummer 3, and over 60 transit buses that you can convert into an RV. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. 
just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. All righty, just in case you missed it, former Nuggets point guard Monte Morris is on the move as he was headed yesterday to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Minnesota was seeking a veteran presence in the backcourt coming off the bench, and they got that with Morris. Uh, how much do you think this moves the needle in the West with Morris being battle-tested in the playoffs? It doesn't, a tremor. It doesn't move the needle, but tremor. Monte Morris the type of guy that you want to have on your team yeah. to win a title. He, he, he is aggressive. He... He does his best to play good defense. He's a glue guy, easy guy to like, is going to work hard for you, not going to take plays off, for lack of a better phrase. He's a good guy to have. I wouldn't want him as my starting point guard, but I certainly like him coming off the bench. Good handle. Doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah, fine, but I, but but no. I mean, it's a piece. It's a piece. He certainly helps, but I don't think he helps in a way that you should worry about it. I mean, you know. All right, just in case you missed it, uh, the NFL Honors is coming up this evening, mm. and Randy Gratishar is expected to formally be announced as a Hall of Famer. How happy are you guys for Randy Gratishar, and should we expect him to actually get that announcement? He should get the announcement, but honestly, with everything that's happened with Randy, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop. I, I'm, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I will I, I will breathe a sigh of relief when I hear his name. Paul Tagliabue made it this far and did not get in. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So there is history behind it. Yeah. And with everything that has happened with Randy, I'm holding my breath. A, a little bit. I, 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 you know, I don't think that I've wanted something to happen like this as much for a long time. Yeah. Because I think... I feel in my heart of hearts that he deserves it. Yeah. It and I believe in my heart of hearts that this is something that is very meaningful <clears throat> to him as it would be for any player. You are, under, is, you are understating yeah, it with him. I, I really am. I, I think this is a, yeah, this is a culmination of a life's work for a guy like Randy Gratishar. Yeah, no doubt. Alrighty, just in case you missed it, uh, Nick Saban has taken on a new job. He will be on ESPN for College Game Day, so we'll still see him on Saturdays. Uh, how effective do you think he'll be in this role? He's been on TV before. Um, how do you think he'll do? When he talks, I listen. He's repl- is he replacing Corso, or is Corso coming back? I th- no, I don't think Corso's back on a date on a Saturday to Saturday basis. I think they're going to use him. I, I could be wrong. You know what? I-, I I thought that they were going to use him in kind of a. Uh, emeritus role, yeah, yeah, right, an emeritus role, but not like, uh, not like Nick he will return. Lee Corso will return. Is he? he will return. Okay, Nick Saban is not an entertainer, but he's the professor on the set, so that balances out. You know, guys who happen to be, for lack of a better phrase, more entertaining, like Lee Corso. I hate to say it, used to be mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Pat McAfee is an entertaining guy. Yeah, so you need balance on that set, and Nick Saban is a perfect guy to have yeah and and you can't deny his his experience and his expertise especially at that level plus i've always found him to be somewhat interesting anyway yes i, I really do i i find him he talks in a very measured way mm-hmm. and he is such a great football mind you really are hanging on everything that he's saying i agree because at the end of, here when i listen to pat mcafee i don't learn anything 
when I listen to, <laughs> when I listen to Kirk Herbstreet, when I listen to a Nick Saban, I learn something. That's a fair. You, you need guys on that set to entertain, and then guys where you learn something from. Not to say that Pat McAfee doesn't teach you something, but he's more sizzle than he is steak. Not to suggest there isn't steak there. Nick Saban is the finest cut of meat out there when it comes to analyzing a game. Well said. Look at his resume. That was Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it. You can walk in any store and you can test drive any product. And that's a super cool thing to be able to do. You want to redesign your kitchen, you could do that with them as well, Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, we knew this was coming. This was not some story that is breaking news. Colorado was not going to recruit a lot of high school kids, only eight, but none of them came from Colorado. And I think there are a lot of people in the high school community who are not happy with the way Colorado is doing things when it comes to recruiting. We'll explain next. Natural. 